Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com/ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and/or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Wired. Today's edition is presented by TD Ameritrade. When it comes to investing education, one size doesn't fit all. TD Ameritrade helps you learn. Whether you're just starting out or an elite trader, choose from articles, videos, webcasts, and more. Visit tdameritrade.com/education. The science of growing a perfect Christmas tree, by Robbie Gonzalez. Every winter, millions of Americans descend on farms and lots across the country with the express purpose of inspecting and ultimately choosing from their local selection of coniferous evergreen trees. I'm talking, of course, about Christmas tree shopping, the widely practiced pastime of publicly scrutinizing spruces, pines, and firs in search of the ideal Yuletide centerpiece. Many people are practiced at picking the perfect tree. They'll judge on things like color, size, shape, needle quality, and bushiness. But behind the annual selection of a coniferous house guest, some 30 million of them a year in the U.S. is a ton of science. To Bert Craig. Identifying exactly what makes a tree perfect is more than a holiday tradition; it's a major part of his job. He's a forest researcher at Michigan State University and a renowned expert on Christmas tree production. His work covers two main areas: genetics and culture techniques. Basically, how can we identify species and seed sources that are going to lead to better Christmas trees, and how can growers manage their farms to produce better trees? He says. The research Craig and his colleagues are conducting today will likely influence what type of Christmas tree you buy from your local lot a decade from now. Consider Craig's cold hardiness experiments, one of which he's currently performing inside a chest freezer in the basement of MSU's Plant and Soil Sciences building. We collect a bunch of shoots from the trees we want to study, stick them in the freezer, and program it to decrease three degrees Celsius every hour. Craig says, every sixty minutes. He and his team retrieve some shoots at minus three, minus six, minus nine, minus twelve, until the freezer reaches minus forty-five degrees Celsius, which is as cold as it goes. Then they incubate the samples. A week later, they inspect the shoots to see which ones have begun to brown, a sign of damage, and at what temperature. The thinking goes that the colder a given species of tree can get before browning, the more resilient it will be in frigid climates. And the more resilient a tree is, the more likely it is to endure multiple winters and still come out looking living room ready. So, if we're thinking of selecting a new species or seed source, we can screen that species rapidly 
rather than waiting for that 1 in 20 winter to determine if a tree is hardy enough for a given location, Craig says. Hardiness is but one of many coniferous characteristics Craig studies in pursuit of increasingly perfect Christmas trees. There's also size and color, for starters. Farmers see to both by fertilizing often. Regular mulches keep trees verdant and growing at a rate of roughly one foot per year. But historically, growers overdid it. Old guidelines prescribed around 300 pounds of nitrogen fertilizer per acre, way more than the trees needed. Microbes in the soil would convert the excess nitrogen into nitrate, which would work its way past the tree's roots, deep into the soil, and infertilize the groundwater. Craig's lab showed that farmers could reduce their fertilizer requirements by two-thirds if they applied it on a per-tree basis, according to the size, species, and age of the trees. The result was greener trees, less nitrogen runoff, and more money in farmers' pockets. There's also things like needle retention, literally how many needles stay stuck to the branch, and how many rain down on the presence underneath. Craig and his colleagues assess this by plucking sprigs from a variety of fur species and displaying them in rows at a horticultural farm on campus. Once a week, a researcher will swing through, give each sprig a gentle tug along its length, and tally how many needles fall off. We simply go through, give a pull, and we have a rating scale based on how many needles drop, Craig says. We can display a Fraser fir for six weeks, and it won't drop any needles. Noble fir, same thing. And that's one reason people in the Northwest like noble firs. And then there are issues like coning and how to deal with it. Coning, as in pine cones, which in this context are a bad thing. Anybody on the outside looking in would probably say, why is that an issue, Craig says. I get it, it's a little out there, but cones are probably the single biggest problem our growers face here in the Midwest. Take Fraser firs, for example. It's the tree of choice for farmers in Michigan and North Carolina, the country's third and second biggest growers of Christmas trees, respectively, behind Oregon. In nature, most firs don't produce cones until they're 15 years old. But on farms, most of which harvest trees no later than their 10th season, they'll appear only after a few years. They bud in the spring and develop through the summer, robbing the trees of resources. From an evolutionary perspective, reproduction comes first, so the trees sink their energy into producing cones. But the cones don't stick around. Come fall, they disintegrate, showering the tree in unsightly fragments. So in the springtime, growers pick the cones, by hand. It's not difficult, exactly. If you time it right, a bud the size of your little finger will pop right off with a twist. But it takes forever. An individual tree can carry hundreds of cones. On a big one, you might pluck a thousand. With millions of firs growing across the U.S., and most of them experiencing some kind of coning, we're talking about billions of cones. Craig thinks plant growth regulators, which nerf the cone-promoting hormone in firs, could help curb the problem. For the past few years, he's been working to identify the ideal regulator and how best to apply it. His latest approach isn't perfect, he says, but it can reduce coning by about half. It also has the desirable side effect of keeping trees nice and dense. The main hang-up? Applying growth regulators doesn't yet make financial sense. Biologically, it works, but it's not quite to the point of being cost-effective, Craig says. Perhaps the most ambitious Christmas tree science happening today is a multi-institutional endeavor called CoFERGE, short for Collaborative Fur Germplasm Evaluation Project. 
CoFurGE is a nationwide effort whose goals include identifying new species of fur for Christmas trees. There are between 30 and 40 species of furs worldwide, a small handful of which are currently grown for the North American Christmas tree market. Two of today's most popular trees, the Fraser and Noble Fir, both struggle with a condition called root rot. Caused by the water mold genus Phytoplethora, a tree stricken with it can die in a matter of days. It's currently a huge problem in America's biggest tree-growing states. But in Turkey, fir trees are resistant to root rot. So today, through the Co-Fir GE project, there are species of Turkish fir growing in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, North Carolina, Washington, and Oregon, to see how adaptable they are to U.S. climates. All things to keep in mind the next time you find yourself wandering the rows of evergreens at your local lot. Remember, long before you arrive to judge the local stock on things like color, shape, and freshness, scientists like Craig were stashing furs in freezers and pulling at pine needles, all in pursuit of a more perfect Christmas tree. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.